Hello, this is Shannon Kleibrink, and you are listening to the Future of Curling Masterclasses presented by Curling Canada with support from the World Curling Federation's Development Assistance Program. In this episode, we explore trends, best practices, and opportunities in the Canadian volunteer landscape that will help lift curling clubs to their highest potential. This masterclass is presented by Shaminda Pereira from Volunteer Canada. At Volunteer Canada, he leads a practice-based learning agenda that strengthens Canada's volunteerism infrastructure. He gives back to the community by volunteering and philanthropic activities through the Mississauga Cooksville Lions Club. Shaminda holds a Master of Education in Adult Education degree from Yorkville University. Most of all, Shaminda is passionate about helping others learn and grow. Hi, my name is Sharminda Pereira. My pronouns he, him and his. I'm the Knowledge, Practice and Learning Lead at Volunteer Canada. Across the globe, volunteerism as we knew it is changing. Today we have begun to pay more attention to the different ways people participate in our communities and the different formats of volunteering such as formal and informal volunteering, micro-volunteering, online volunteering and skills-based engagement to highlight a few. Hello, bonjour. My name is Shaminda Pereira and I represent Volunteer Canada. In this video, if you're watching it or the podcast, if you're listening to it, I will explore two key objectives. First, the emerging trends in volunteerism in Canada and how it is informing community participation. Second, few practical tips to engage volunteers in your clubs, adapting to the changing trends and to keep volunteers engaged. Pause for a moment over here. I invite you to reflect on how you currently participate in your community. Also reflect on how you and your fellow members participate in your club activities. Try and discover how you participate and why you participate in that way. Note them down and when you're ready, let's continue. Getting back to what I said before that people participate in their communities in different ways, I'm going to share how I participate in my community and highlight how I had to make some changes along the way. When the COVID-19 pandemic started during the year 2020 and for almost two years thereafter, it forced us to be physically distanced to prevent the spread of the pandemic. I transitioned from working in the office to working from home and my son who was in elementary school at the time had to study from home. We were primarily engaged through video conferencing and collaborative online platforms. Our home front suddenly changed along with our daily routines to avoid noise and distraction during our online engagement. This created an environment where all of us at home had to prioritize and schedule life on a daily basis, something that was never a consideration before. Time, timing, and finding time for ourselves were deciding factors. Before the pandemic, I was engaged in community service initiatives as a member of my local Lions Club, which is a social service club, Club activities took a lot of my volunteer time. In addition, I volunteer for a not-for-profit organization, which is my local volunteer center, participating in a role similar to my professional background. When the mandatory physical distancing protocols were lifted, and as we cautiously started to get back to in-person and social activities, my son and I also picked up extracurricular activities and hobbies, which we continue to be engaged in. Time soon became a quite scarce resource and my daily schedule was a little chaotic. I knew I had to plan, organize and refocus before it goes out of control. Since my professional engagements, my son's school and extracurricular activities and hobbies, 
and the household work could not be compromised, I had to make decisions to prioritize my volunteering activities. I reduced my Lions Club's volunteering engagements, meetings, administrative work, and fundraising activities, which took almost every Wednesday evenings and weekends of the month. They reduced to only participating on Wednesdays in club meetings and administrative work. Meetings and administrative work were long-term volunteer commitments. And I engaged in the club's fundraising initiatives just twice a month, contributing only two hours each time. This is referred to as micro-volunteering. With the reduction of volunteer hours, I slightly increased my philanthropic contributions through the Lions Club. I participated in different ways. With my volunteer role at the Volunteer Center, even though it was volunteering online, from engaging in the role almost every weekend, I reduced it to just two Mondays per month. This is how I took back control of my schedule. I started to participate in different ways and reprioritizing how I spend my time in volunteering and volunteered in different formats, meaning balancing long-term commitments and micro-volunteering and in-person volunteering with online volunteering. This situation may be familiar to you, Probably you may have had to make some changes in your daily routine yourself. According to the 2018 General Social Survey on Giving, Volunteering and Participating by Statistics Canada, which we refer to as the GSSGVP, 79% of people in Canada volunteered, contributing 131 hours on average per person per year. The same survey found that 30% of seniors volunteered for an organization, contributing 226 hours on average. A small group contributing the highest number of hours on average per person. Young persons between the ages of 15 to 24 who volunteered for an organization were over 50% contributing 86 hours on average. A larger group who is participating in the community. However, Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we started to see a decline in volunteerism. Between formal volunteering, that is volunteering for not-for-profit organizations, which also includes sports and recreational organizations, and informal volunteering, that is self-organized volunteer groups and volunteer roles not coordinated by a not-for-profit organization, we saw a decline in formal volunteering. The reasons were many. People do want to volunteer, yet exasperated by the pandemic, health and safety concerns, and challenges in pathways to volunteering made it a tough effort to bring back volunteerism in organizations to its former glory. In fact, in the 2022 fourth quarter release of the Canadian Survey on Business Conditions by Statistics Canada, 65% of organizations reported that they experienced a shortage of volunteers. Yet 32% of organizations reported that they were experiencing an increase in demand for services. With these demands, 54% reported a challenge in recruiting and retaining staff. 42% reported an increase in operating expenses. And 73% reported that their operational expenses remained unchanged. Across Canada, Volunteer Canada, local volunteer centers, and capacity building organizations started to study the impacts of COVID-19 on volunteerism, and they all report similar statistics. The impact of these circumstances is that volunteers who remained took on increased workloads, and staff had to fill in for roles that were previously handled by volunteers. Financial challenges of the organizations forced scaled-down operations, staff layoffs, and program closures. 
On the other hand, some organizations had to scale up their operations depending on the services they provide, such as Meals on Wheels types of services. As a result, staff and volunteers were experiencing burnout, pathways to volunteerism was challenged, and the organizational structures were under stress. So what does that story tell us about the emerging trends in the volunteerism movement? There is a volunteer crisis with volunteerism decline in the formal volunteerism space. Reasons are many, such as health and safety and personal well-being concerns. We started to notice informal volunteering, micro-volunteering, remote or virtual volunteering gradually increasing. Organizations in the not-for-profit sector that needs to be collaborative now is suddenly pushed into a position of competing for volunteers. Organizations have begun to redesign the traditional volunteer engagement models and strategies to adapt to the changing trends. And folks, what got us here today may not work to take us into the future. Organizations are attempting to understand volunteer motivations. With remote working and hybrid operation models prevalent today, organizations need to build capacity in different skill sets, such as technology and advocacy, to mention a few. They appreciate volunteers who can bring these skills to their organization. Diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging, and social justice are areas of focus. The composition of the organization's board of directors, the staff and volunteers, should reflect the community it serves. The layoffs and early retirements leave behind those who are new to the profession and a handful of experienced and qualified leaders or volunteers. Investment in strategic volunteer management and the professional development of leaders of volunteer engagement is a priority. Whatever the reason that made you open this video or podcast, I know you understand that change is inevitable. Thank you for taking a step forward in adapting to the changing trends and making volunteer engagement a strategic discussion in your clubs. To help you build a case for volunteer engagement, program planning, and development of diversified fund development strategies, Volunteer Canada, together with our project partners, Imagine Canada, Volunteer Management Professionals of Canada, Association of Fundraising Professionals of Canada, and our technology partner, Aja, launched the Canadian Knowledge Hub for Giving and Volunteering with the generous funding by Employment and Social Development Canada, a department of the Government of Canada. The Knowledge Hub is a data portal with a vision of enabling access to as much as possible data initiatives through the portal related to volunteerism and giving. It will provide access to data such as the General Social Survey on giving, volunteering and participating, data stories, infographics, fact sheets, and reports on volunteerism and giving. It will share knowledge on data literacy and how to use data to build your cases for support and advocacy for volunteer engagement. The portal will harness data as a catalyst for community impact. You can browse the portal by visiting our web address givingandvolunteering.ca. So now you know the trends in volunteerism. These trends also highlight the value of volunteerism. When a not-for-profit organization, including sports and recreation organizations, such as your curling club, is established with a vision, mission, and mandate, and delivering essential programs and services, the community that it serves begin to rely on those essential programs and services. And volunteerism mobilizes the community towards mission delivery. Volunteers make it happen. When I had to make changes to my schedule, you can see that I still volunteered. It helped me to pass on good values to my son. It keeps me active and moving. It is therapeutic for me. 
It gave me opportunities to be social and engaged. And it helps me with opportunities to learn new things and personal growth. Volunteerism builds the capacity of the community and fosters community connections, bringing people and stakeholders together. So then, how do we engage, re-engage and retain volunteers? I like to take a simplified version of the volunteer engagement cycle. The cycle starts with planning, then engaging, supporting and celebrating your volunteers with periodically reviewing your volunteer engagement strategy to see what needs a boost and what needs changing to keep up with the trends. This period can either be one year, two years or three. It is a decision your club needs to make taking the context of your club into consideration. So let's explore these stages. The planning stage encourages you to make it a strategic effort for maximum impact. Assess the volunteer engagement infrastructure and see where it needs improvements. Consider your role designs. For example, could micro-volunteering be a consideration? Is your board discussing volunteer engagement at a strategic level? Identify and remove barriers to volunteering. Invest in volunteer management. Hire a qualified leader of volunteers if funding enables it. If not, consider engaging and supporting a dedicated person to coordinate volunteer engagement. Support that person with professional development. Many local volunteer centers have the expertise and services to provide you with professional development. Connect with them and have a conversation. At the engagement stage, make it an organized effort. It builds credibility and drives impact. Map out your community assets and see who can help you with volunteer recruitment. Consider whether you should reach beyond your membership, such as engaging local businesses and businesses who have corporate citizenship initiatives. Can you reach out to social service clubs like the Lions Clubs? What about reaching out to schools to engage youth? Are there immigration and settlement organizations who can introduce you to newcomers to Canada to volunteer with your club? It helps them experience the community and culture. Could you also engage other sports groups? The effort requires building relationships. Volunteer management is in part about building relationships to mobilize the community towards social impact. Consider also how you are inviting the community to volunteer for your club. Are your marketing and communication efforts storytelling in nature? Sharing stories of how a volunteer's contributions made a positive impact in your club activities will yield greater results than just sharing that you need 10 volunteers to maintain a cafeteria. Leverage technology to coordinate volunteer engagement. The next stage is a support stage. The support stage is about creating a supportive environment for your volunteer and it fosters retention and commitment. Check in with volunteers and ensure that they too are having a memorable volunteer experience just as much as the curlers on the ice and fans in the stands. Remember, volunteers are brand ambassadors and potential future donors. Keep your lines of communication open with volunteers and make it easy for them to communicate with you. Show them the impact that they are making. The next stage in the volunteer engagement cycle is to celebrate your volunteers. Recognizing their contributions foster retention and emotional connection to your club. Celebrate their contributions in your club events. Nominate them for local, provincial and national volunteer service awards programs. Commemorate special days such as National Volunteer Week spearheaded by Volunteer Canada. Share volunteer stories commemorating International Volunteer Day on December 5th. 
Celebrate your leader of volunteers during International Volunteer Managers Day on November 5th. Celebrate and bring volunteerism to the spotlight. And finally, periodically review your volunteer engagement strategy to either augment it or to identify whether you may need to re-strategize. Use this volunteer engagement cycle to start conversations within your clubs and networks of clubs. So in summary, what did we explore so far? Well, focus on strategic volunteer engagement and share your success stories. People participate in their communities in different ways. Be open to new models and matrices on volunteerism. Support and encourage safe and secure volunteer engagement. Identify and address emerging needs in the club's infrastructure that supports volunteers. Invest in and develop volunteer management. Remove barriers to volunteering and address barriers limiting social justice, equity, inclusion for volunteers from diverse backgrounds. Recognize volunteer contributions. Celebrate, nominate, and commemorate. With that, folks, this is my time. Together with your local volunteer centers, Volunteer Canada is always available to share our expertise. We wish you all success as you build a strategic volunteer engagement effort. Thank you. Merci.